This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. So glad to have you with us here on this Friday and beautiful day out there. Oh, it's like springtime. And I was walking the dog this morning. I heard birds singing. You know how you just start to notice nature coming back, it seems like. Uh, but um, not that far into February, I guess you shouldn't get too excited. But great to have you with us and hope to hear from you here during our Open Lines, Open Ideas program, 360-676-5464. And maybe you're a football fan, maybe you're not. I just thought it was interesting to see there's still some tickets available to the Super Bowl if you want to go. <laughs> Let's see, uh, you know, up in the nosebleed seats, uh, you're going to pay like around 7700 bucks a ticket. There's some for 7000 These are in the 400 section, yeah. Um, 9000 if you want to go a section lower and be right uh, above the 50-yard line, 9000 bucks a ticket. When you get down in the, the lower section, yeah, here, if you're like on the... Um, on the end zone, uh, the the Chiefs end zone, eighty three hundred bucks, just under uh, eight thousand bucks. If you want to sit over there on the uh, the Forty ers end zone, let's see. Um, if you want to sit right on the, and I don't know what they, they it must depend on the closeness to the field, because uh, on either side of the fifty yard line, let's see. On one side you're at sixteen over sixteen thousand. On another side. You're at uh, 23500 for a ticket to sit there. So that's the thing about the Super Bowl. It's like like people who are very wealthy, obviously, and have, have or very disposable incomes, or you're the guest of said person or said company. Um, and um, I had the opportunity to go to one Super Bowl a long time ago, and it was interesting because you'd sit there and – when things would happen on the field, if, if you're used to seeing a game, most games are played in a home stadium. One team or the other is home. So when that team does well or things happen good for that team, the crowd erupts and cheers and, and not so much when the other team does well. But uh, at the Super Bowl, it's kind of, well, yeah, kind of you hear some cheers here, there, and the other team would do good, and then some few cheers. And it's just kind of a weird uh, odd, odd kind of a crowd experience, but um, but still memorable for sure. But uh, hope to hear from you here on KGMI Connects. As I said, three six zero six seven six five four six four is our phone number. And oh, I've got to start with Rich in Ferndale because he says I'm starting to change his mind. I I don't know how much of that to believe, Rich. But what's what are you? Well, it's true. Okay, it's true, Joe. So right. I I recently thought that there is. Little to no racism in Whatcom County, not enough to really worry about. But comment you made the other day changed my mind. What's that? Uh, you said that you saw the council's a bunch of white guys, and that was a pretty scary comment, Joe. You were judging them by the color of their skin and not the content of their character. Every person on that council is there to do the best they can to help their community. At least that's what they think. Right. I think some mm-hmm. of them are agenda-driven leftists who are doing some crazy, crazy stuff to fulfill their lifelong agenda, mm-hmm. but whatever. They're not, they're not, it's, you're not just a white person on the council, and you shouldn't even think to say something like that, Joe, but the fact that you said that, that means there's a lot of other people that think the same, and that is racism, and that is very scary, that you simply think of them as white guys. Like, that's, 
cognitively in your no, head. I, you I, I, I explained myself and I said I know most of them and I've spoken with most of them and I have gr- nothing but respect for them. But at the but same time, still, my point is the that guy. my point is that they come of it from a specific they, they a specific background that they've had a they've had a very specific uh, experience being a, a, a member of our community and being a citizen of the United States. And there are other people who have very different experiences. And I'm, my point is simply that those voices deserve to be heard in the policymaking process. I mean. It's not like we just we elect these people and uh, they just okay just do what you do. I mean, they take public comment. We've had the stories about public comment this week where they had to curtail it uh, partially because of the uh, just terribly offensive uh, things that were being said on these uh, remote uh, these remote. That's public been happening comments. all over the country. I heard yeah. a news story on Think Five about that. These people know how to break into the Zoom mm-hmm. and just go off and say racist craziness. Uh huh. So they've got to. Maybe the platform's got a problem, or they got to figure out a way to stop that because then yeah, they have to shut the meeting down, out. and you can't do Zoom. It's, they're but, just, but, but they don't my, know who they are. They that's just, my they point in support of a, of a um, you know a, a racial equity commission like the county is establishing. It it brings those voices in. It doesn't give them any more weight than anyone else, but it it oh, offer it not, brings. I disagree. Well, it brings they, in those perspectives. Brings... They're looking for it and creating it. If you, Joe, the people in the council, would you say they're mostly intelligent people? They're oh yeah, probably absolutely. Yeah, so so why did they need a group to tell them something that they don't already know? Are we assuming they're stupid? No, this is this no. is a solution in search of a problem. It's I, I think enough. I think we look for racism, I think anyone, we're find it everywhere. Well, I, I think anybody who um, ha, is of any intelligence whatsoever would admit that they don't know everything and they there's no way they can understand all the um, impacts of, say, in this case, public policy that they might uh, adopt and to have other voices, other people say, this is how this would affect me. I mean, I can say, you know, start doing something with my property and not take into account how it's affecting those that live around what me. codes are for. Well, That's exactly, we exactly. Have lots of it. But that's, we don't need more. Okay. All right. But that's that's my point, is to bring these voices right. in, and I think that's well, important. One point about these voices, Joe, you're advocating for lawbreakers to have voices in government. That ain't right. Lawbreakers? That's someone who's not a citizen and who's not here legally does not deserve a voice in government, period. You're this assuming that principle. you're assuming, assuming that anybody yep. who sign, who uh, applies will get be appointed to this I'm, commission. Joe, I'm reading the government paperwork that says you do not have to be a registered voter in Watkins County and you do not have to be a legal citizen of the United States. Therefore, I can very logically say that they are looking for someone who is not a legal citizen or they not necessarily that no, it will happen, they're but they're saying, open to it and they kind of want it. That's why would they well, put that language but, in there? No, you're they assuming they kind of want it. They're saying that well, we're open Joe, to your I'm application. I mean, there are people I'm who are the words on there, the page. There are people that are here in the United States uh, with you know Ill, illegally or un, with yeah. un, without document who have done a heck of a lot more than, for society than I have, for that matter. I'm willing then to admit that. Is, why do we? Why do we have citizenship, what, mean, Joe? What is the purpose of citizenship? Can you tell me why we have it? What it's for? I, I'm I don't know why we have it. Well, Rich, okay, I, I don't want I mean, to get all that question. far down into the weeds. Know, we've I had know. our we've had I our would, conversation. I think, but, but I, am I guess I see. I, I'm not racist. 
I'm I'm understanding that, and I went into it <laughs> jaded, and I know I didn't really change your mind. No, no, I no, right. I I do believe there's a lot of racism now in our society, and I had no idea the left was the racist, but okay. it's looking that but, way, and it's me. All right. No, okay. people who believe like you, Joe, and a, a larger segment of the population that believes in this white guilt reparations, we've got to fix the past. It you would, can't fix the past. All you can do no. is fix today and tomorrow. Well, you can't uh, fix the past. It's it's futile. It's insane. That's true. But now, <laughs> well, and and I, I, well, we've talked for a while, but that brings to mind this uh, interview with Vladimir Putin, where he's spouting, oh, spouting yeah. out about stuff going on in the 13th century and I know all I this nonsense, and he wants that's that's the justifies this carnage that he's uh, imposed no, on he, Ukraine. He's that, my view I mean, on that is the, the guy was weird. I don't know where he was going. Half that interview was a joke. I could care less about the 1300s. I want to know why you're here now and how you justify what you're doing. Well, and basically, see, he like, it comes down to yeah, his race. Have, if I don't get it. He doesn't it, have an explanation a, for that. It's just No, it's, but I think our handling is off, too. Our sanctions have hurt us more than it's done any good over there. And he pointed that out. So he, he's not all wet on the U.S.'s response to this. I think we're doing it wrong. We're not helping Ukraine. I can't see a benefit right. yet. Okay. I just right, don't Rich. see it. I mean, I want him to win, but it's not happening. Well, they're holding them to a stalemate, uh, so I don't know. Continual death, though. Continual death. you got to take that into account. That's right. But, I mean, that's up to them. And Thanks, Rich. But, I mean, it's up uh, in my mind, and and I think the mind of many, uh, is that it's up to Ukraine to decide what they will accept. And at this point, at least those in power, and and many uh, Ukrainians that I know, I mean, I— I personally know some folks who uh, have are immigrated from Ukraine, and you know they're very strong in their their you know their nationalism and their desire to see Putin kicked out of uh, Ukraine uh, completely. But thanks, Rich. Uh, let's go to Rod in Bellingham. Hi, Rod. Hey, hey. You know me. I like to exaggerate for the sake of emphasis sometimes. And you and Rich was just kind of brought something to mind real quick. And okay. You know. <clears throat> excuse me. The, I just want to say that, you know, the intellectual dishonesty is going to nip, I think, the Democrats in general in the, in the butt this, this come around um, election. And uh, because you can, you can defend and use truth and in, in, in partial truths in whatever topic you want to bring up. But in the end, you know that there's still going to be ramifications for such actions. And one thing that I wanted to kind of touch upon there was, you know, what's going on in the border. And, you know, I've expressed my concerns over that ad nauseum. But it got to me thinking about this movie. Um, You know, remember the movie, uh, oh, what was it? Um, Demolition Man with Wesley Snipes and oh yeah and, Arnold uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger it, or no I mean uh, Stallone yes yeah and uh, Sandra Bullock I can't remember if that was her debut movie or I think or one of the close ones there <coughs> excuse me so I'm looking at you know the actions of the state in this case our you know our federal government not the single state and. Um, you know, we know that not everyone comes over the border just carrying drugs. 
You know, we know that some are fine people. Yeah, we were told that. Exactly. We we know that. I think the majority are just looking for a better way of life. I feel that way. Okay. All right. Okay. However, we have X amount of people in this country now, and I'm going to compare it to like making something that you're going to with with a lot of eggs. Um, When you have so many people coming over the border. You're going to get some extras, and in some cases, extras that come out of prison because they don't want them in their country, so they just say, leave and don't ever come back. And so they enter our country, and things are considerably easier, aside from the cartels and getting their cut and all that, but it's easier to get through the border once you get through the border to to kind of blend into our our, our country. Well, it's starting to show up now more and more because we've allowed, you know, we've got time that's passed where we've got some bad individuals who are just going to survive the way they did in their prior country and people are going to die. Granted, okay, we can be, we can bring up all the crime that we have already, but it's soft on crime and that's actually, we've become softer on crime. Um, as uh, uh, with this administration, well, crime, so, crime rates well, are down, though. Uh, Ron. Well, I mean, we're, seeing, we're not up. seeing this extreme uh, explosion of Don't crime be in the United States. Don't intellectually dishonest again, though. See, that's, that's I'm, the I'm trap not, that we I'm, can I'm, all get I'm, in. I'm, I'm, I'm quoting Look statistics. Look at what's going on with these cops recently. This, these guys giving us the middle finger because they know this other fella getting a gun. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, most Americans can get that, too, okay, if they want to choose that route. Right. That's the okay. intellectual dishonest well. part. But you're allowing more people to come into this country easier. Granted, we put false flags out there, and we've cre- created conditions. You know, uh, the government's always inserted itself. That's what where Putin was kind of playing that game with, um, with Tucker Carlson. So, I mean, that's an old game, too. Um, and bringing up the history and all that, but we are allowing more bad people into this country more easily because of the policy that this administration has administered. And you cannot deny that. It's like if you're going to make a cake that requires 12 eggs— well, uh, th- uh, let's talk about the intellectual dishonesty. Then, re- well, what about Republicans in Congress? That uh, here was here See, was a tougher again, law brought forward, <laughs> and they totally they refused to even consider it. I mean, okay, where's where's the honesty trap. there? You oh, have fallen right. for a trap, there, Joe. Okay, Rod. Because right. what, what's happened okay. is, yes, the truth is that what they presented, given what we have now, okay. Would be better. Okay. Isn't okay. better something that can be improved on later? Hold on. I'm being intellectually dishonest. I, I know, okay. We've been Donald going on Trump for five minutes. in Mexico. All right. And, okay. And, and, okay, and Rod. Biden. I negated that. Okay. I'm kind of, you know, I'll be honest. I'm tired of hearing about the border from people that, I, I mean, and I'm, I'm not saying you, Rod, don't want to do something about it, but. Here we had legislation the first time that anything has been done by in a bipartisan legislation that was hammered out over weeks and weeks in in the Senate, and not even any attempt to uh, to consider it. So I, I you know it's it's kind of done, you know. And I know if Trump's elected in in uh, twenty in in November, 
the border will go away. It'll be a perfect, uh, perfectly functioning uh, uh, situation at the border. It'll be a, it will be a non-issue. The, the budget will be a non-issue. I'm just saying, I mean, if we're going to be intellectually honest, I guess we ought to be. Well, I'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We want to hear from you. 360-676-5464. When you buy a Subaru from Dewey Griffin, you're buying more than a vehicle. You're buying safety for your family, an investment that will hold its value, and reliability that will last a long, long time. Simply put, you're buying trust. Stop into Dewey Griffin Subaru and find out how you can get up to 1.9% APR financing on select new 2024 Subaru Outback models. Dewey has a huge inventory of new Subarus, from the 8-passenger Ascent to the Outback and Forester to the Impreza and the all-new Crosstrek. A Subaru from Dewey Griffin will get you and your family where you need to go safely. And when you purchase a Subaru from Dewey, you'll be supporting a local dealership that supports our local community. Need service? Dewey's Express Service Centers open six days a week. Stop in for your next oil change or any other minor maintenance, and you'll get a free car wash with any service. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded, community-driven, and the only Subaru-certified tire and service center in Whatcom County. If you're struggling with weight and frustrated with dieting each and every year, Mark Patrick Seminars can help. Join the over half million people who have attended Mark Patrick Seminars with great weight loss results. Mark Patrick Seminars will be in Bellingham on Friday, February 23rd. After this hypnosis, I want to eat good food. Since August, I can honestly say I have not had one potato chip. It was life-changing for me. And I don't think about desserts like I used to. Bridget, how much have you lost now? I lost a total of 83 pounds. Holy cow. It's easy. It's fun. Very relaxing and very successful. And I would just say go for it. Early bird special only $49.99. Lose all the weight you want 100% guaranteed. Friday, February 23rd at the Holiday Inn and Suites Bellingham. Weight loss seminar at 5.30 p.m. Attend this program and find out how the power of hypnosis can help you achieve your weight loss goals. There's limited seating, so get there early. Learn more at markpatrickseminars.com. Have you found PNW Perks yet? You're gonna want to, cause these deals are for real. PNW Perks, your fast track to incredible deals from the best businesses in Northwest Washington. New deals go live every Thursday at 8 a.m. One new deal every week. Sorry, if you're hearing this, it means this week's deal is now sold out. But you can go to pmwperks.com right now to preview our next fabulous offer. All weekly deals are half off. Adulting can be hard, so let Cascade Radio Group save you money. Want to go to a favorite local restaurant? How about being able to buy a $50 gift certificate for just $25? You can with PNW Perks. New dining deals, deals on experiences, and other incredible offers go live every Thursday at 8 a.m. from the best businesses in Northwest Washington. Deals are limited and go fast. This week's deal is now sold out. Go to this station's website or check out pnwperks.com for a preview of what you'll save next week. pnwperks.com, a Cascade Radio Group presentation. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on KG Mike Connects. And remember, you can text us to 360-676-5464. Just text to that number, and it'll pop up on our text window here. And I can uh, comment on that as well. See some from Rich and 
Daniel earlier um, texted because we had our um, our chili cook off here at the station. <laughs> Staffers who wanted to cook chili. Uh, let's see. He said, "Where's the beef? Voting for Joe's green chili unless it's a vegetarian." But chicken, really? Mine wasn't chicken. Uh, mine was uh, actually it was it was pork green chili, but uh, did not win. I don't know how close I came. I didn't see the actual tally. But uh, let's go right to the phones, and uh, Stephen and Everson joins us. Hi, Stephen. Oh, hi, Joe. Uh, I just want to make a comment okay. uh, concerning Bellingham. I was in there this morning to a business, and uh, he told me uh, he'd be moving in within the month up to Birch Bay. And I said, well, why? And he says, because uh, Bellingham, the, the city of Bellingham has turned into a crime-ridden hellhole. And that, that was his words. He said he parks in the the parkade. He has to walk over people all the time through the trash. And he had a fella camped out right in front of his business, right in the main door, the window there. And all day was walking back and forth, all day. And, you know, he, he has customers coming in, uh, all the time, and he said it just wasn't wasn't appreciated at all. So I just wanted to pass that on, and that that uh, it's too bad for Bellingham. You know, yeah. it used to be a really beautiful, uh, wonderful city, but it sure seems like a turning uh, turning the opposite for a lot of people. Well, I, so, he, so yeah. he's ready to get it. He's getting he's getting out okay. and uh, moving. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And I mean, I've been downtown and I get down there, not, not, I, I don't know if I'd say frequently, but I'd fairly regularly. And I've been down there. I've gone down to restaurants with my daughter and her friends. And, um, and I see people, I, I haven't, I've never been afraid for our safety, that sort of thing, but I see some of this that you're talking about and, and it is, it's disconcerting. And I know for some people it is frightening. Um, but, uh, and it, and it is too bad and it's, it's too bad for, uh, people like that. And, you know, business owners who feel that they can't conduct business. Cause I've seen folks camped out in, yeah, in, um, doorways and business doorways of active businesses and that sort of thing. And just imagine yeah. Oh, yeah, they have to be chased away when, you know, okay, we're opening up. You got to move along and it's, it is, a, it's a problem. It's one that uh, yeah. hopefully the city can deal with, but. So I hope so. Yeah. Well, thanks, Stephen. I appreciate your call. Thank you, Joe. All right. Bye. Let's go to uh, John in Ferndale. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Yeah, I was down in uh, Bellingham for uh, Peace Health, you know, doing the the checkup thing. And it reminded me of Back to the Future, too. You know, when they get back from the future and everything's been wrecked in their time, it's like there's just... It's well, it's not quite that bad with gang shootouts and stuff, but you just feel for these people and uh yeah, there's no answer. And it just seems like how do other cities deal with this problem? Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you know, I don't live in Bellingham, so um yesterday Michael from Linden slandered my good name. Uh, said that I was for labor camps for people who were not immunized. I served this country for six years in a titanium tube, a fast-attack submarine. 
That means big and black and come back. Not like the boomers who go out and do their, their little circle and go, they got the blue crew and the gold crew. Ooh, la-dee-da. Six months in, six months out. Fast attack boats go out. It can be nine months. Nine months at sea. What's, and what, what's thank the, you, Michael. Thank you, Michael, for, 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 you know, I served this country so that you could lie, but now it's my turn to correct the lies. You said yesterday that you had, you had never heard of a conspiracy theory that didn't turn out to be true. Yeah. Well, Michael, you brought up when Mike Davis was hosting that, that Michelle Obama was a man. I mean, uh, Alex Jones uh, and his conspiracy theory about Sandy Hook. Do you believe that? Um, You know, the the whole thing, you know, like, and and here's the thing, right? Uh, Our our good friend, Rich, you were were trying to talk to him about January 6th. And why on earth would people who want Joe Biden to be president and desperately will do anything for Trump not to be? Why would they interrupt that process? No, it was, as we saw, Trump coordinated it. Those were all Trump supporters. We know from their social history. There are all these hours of videotape, right? There's no there's no video of an FBI agent whispering in someone's ear, and no one needed convincing, right? Um, and, like, why would we do it? Remember what he said, Joe? This is Rich. Rich said, to make the Republicans look bad. Well, you don't need any help. Okay. Look at your leader. All right. uh, you know, well, I mean, uh, he's, I, he's I, a I would, Yeah, I would agree. The, you know, the, the guys are, that are uh, going to climb the walls of the uh, Capitol really don't need to be egged on. If they are, if they're that uh, that into it, there's there's something going well, on. Michael there. was also talking okay. about labs in Ukraine. Uh, uh, on Tuesday, right, and going going right along with what Putin said. I'll be interested to hear what 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 Michael thinks of what his daddy Putin said, okay. and, and just like oh, it was great hearing Dennis, uh, Dennis Prager dismantle because you know he's he's not for you. Ukraine just being wiped off the map because Vladimir Putin wants the natural gas and resources and wheat fields of Ukraine because he's a modern day Joseph Stalin. Well, okay, all right, John, and I, you know, I, I did hear that last segment of uh, Prager's show this afternoon, and uh, I, I, I was impressed with how he, uh, how he elaborated on the situation there. And kind of took the narrative away from uh, Vladimir Putin on that. But we'll take a quick break. Thanks, John. And we'll hear from Jim and another John, John in Bellingham, in just a moment. And hopefully you too. Back in two minutes here on KGMI Connects. Have you recently lost your group insurance and need help finding an individual plan for you and your family? Maybe retirement is around the corner and you're starting to wonder how much Medicare and the plans that go with Medicare will cost. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions. We know how confusing researching these plans on your own can be, so don't do it alone. Call us today at 866-733-5111 and let one of our licensed agents make this a stress-free process so you can get on with doing the things you enjoy. What he's saying is we have to do the right things every day to earn happy customers. Customer service is something you have to work on daily. This is not something you gather up every quarter or six months. It requires a lot of intention and energy. Well, the goal is to do that. Treat everybody like a millionaire. I hold my employees accountable to a different level, and we still fall short. I fall short. It's, it's hard. It's hard to maintain a, a really solid, good customer service, but 
um, that's something that we have taken on ourselves and we're not going to change that because if something comes out of our hearts we, we enjoy taking care of people and enjoy doing the right things in my heart I feel that you have to do the right things regardless if they sound good don't sound good they look good don't look good you still have to do the right things so you can go to sleep at night and feel like you've done well Xavier's Bellingham Nissan we take care of our customers the latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and MyBellinghamNow.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for being with us on here this Friday afternoon. Jim in Seattle joins us. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How are you today? Doing all right. What's on your mind? Well, I listened to Rod and uh, this topic about the borders. Remember, you can look it up on the Internet called Winding Down Obama. It's a guy that's kind of changed himself over to right-wing fascism, but he wrote a very good uh, art, uh, uh, essay in the book, Hopeless Barack Obama and the Politics of Illusion. And uh, he said, this was in 2011, remember, 10 years after 9-11. And so, you know, we had uh, hysteria about all these people wanting to do criminal terrorist acts in our country. But he said that the borders are porous for a reason, not out of ineptness or charity, because it was good for business and, you know, essentially cheap labor, which we always have to remember that. It was, and it was under George W. Bush, who was uh, called an establishment now, but I contend that there's no such thing as a right-wing populist. It's used now by Laura Ingram and, you know, all these people describing Trump. But here's from today's counterpunch. Uh, UAW, United Auto Workers, Sean Fain, the leader, on Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump is a scab. Donald Trump is a billionaire, and that's who he represents. Nowhere in history has Donald Trump ever stood for the American worker. He stands against pretty much everything we stand for as a union. And then you skip down another short paragraph. He says, uh, this is Jeffrey St. Clair roaming charges. He says, new campaign finance reports revealed that Trump paid $20,000 to stage a rally of fake striking union auto workers last September with non-union people holding up, uh, quote, union members for Trump signs. So and okay. it goes on and on. The other right. part that I didn't get to is a guy wrote something in the same batch of uh, 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 roaming charges, little essay, little scripted uh, comments. Uh, he says, one of the genius features of the American political system is that each presidential election cycle offers a choice that is grimmer than the one before. And so, <laughs> well, uh, so, so when you said, when you said you uh, responded the other day, you said, well, you know, Garvidal said uh, from BJ Day, I will say it, to 1986, a perfect nightmare. You said, well, yeah, it could be, but there's a lot of good again. I'm not saying that there's no good that has been done, but we have to keep in mind how terrible things are and, and what happened, how it generally gets to the worst. And so I would paraphrase that with, well, uh, you know, the famous band R.E.M., they, they had that lyric. It goes, uh, if wishes were trees, trees would be fallen. 
listen to reason, season is calling, you know. And so Donald Trump is a scab. He's okay. never done anything for So we don't oh. want to get lost on that one. All right. But, but I mean, I don't know that it's been a perfect nightmare since, I don't know, I, 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 he can't just continually just be obsessed with the dark side. I, uh, I, you know, there, there is good that has happened and yeah, there's, there's bad. That's, that's human. I mean, we have our good side. We have our bad side. None of us has done, can say we haven't done things that we're not proud of. I mean, we, you know, we've all had failings. We, we humans are failed creatures in ways, but we also do pretty magnificent things. And, um, I guess it's what do you in what do you prefer to to focus on, and how can we make each other and make our world better if we simply focus on the negative and and how awful things are? Um, I mean, yeah, sure. Look at where the mistakes have been made. You can't fix them if you don't look at them and analyze them. But to say you know everything's been a train wreck because we've made some mistakes along the way. I, I don't think that's the right way to look at it. But thanks, Jim. As always, I like to yeah, have a little response to what you say. Let's go to John in Bellingham. Thoughts on the Super Bowl, John? Yeah. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Well, I, you know, uh, I could comment on, like, every caller. I mean, I enjoy hearing them. But just before we go to the Super Bowl, real quick. Um, sure, sure. My, my son was in the submarines for four years uh-huh. uh, in the early 2000s. Uh-huh. And uh, my father, who's passed away now, but he was in the submarines in World War II in the wow. Pacific. Okay. Huh. And I will just say this about submariners that most people wouldn't know. Uh, those men are highly trained psychologically off the charts. I believe and that. So that's, yeah. why, that's why John and Ferndale has that intensity. It's that background that he had. They go down to Davy's Joan Locker, and they hang out down there, and they go to places few men ever go. You uh-huh. know, like the bottom yeah. of the ocean, right, right under the North Pole, you know? Yeah, like yeah. When and my son was in the Navy after he got out, he told me about it. They, he was lying. They were lying back when W was in office, uh, George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. And they had that first showdown with Kim Jong-un. Right. They were laying 10, uh, <clears throat> 10 miles off the coast, for a certain distance anyway, off the coast of North Korea, fully loaded nuclear warheads. It was just like, you know, the old Western movie where the, the you know, the cock of the gun to the, you know, to intimidate the other person, right? Mm-hmm. Right next to the, right next to North Korea. So. Now, they serve an incredible um, deterrent. That is our, our our submarine fleet out matches everything on the planet. There's no answer yeah, for it. I know. Yeah, for sure. And, and well, any, some of that sounds like uh, maybe classified information that you're. Yeah, yeah, I know. I should have said. <laughs> I want to get your son in trouble. They were right next to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, right, scary, right next to him. <laughs> like less than three minutes. <laughs> okay. It, or something like that. I don't right, know. Right, right. Uh-huh. Anyway, getting back to the Super Bowl, I have had the privilege of my life 
You know, the reason a lot of these, uh, touching on what Rod said about intellectually uh, honesty, that's the core of, of survival, is aligning our life with the forces of the cosmos. Okay. That way we can flow down the river without, uh, you know, too much friction. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, true. So uh, however you define that for yourself and how accurate you are will determine how far your journey goes. Okay. But um, with all this technology... We are we amplify the effects we have on each other. That's why all these areas seem so more intense. But back watching the Super Bowls, I've seen every single one of them, uh-huh. and a lot of those memories are different bars. I can, I think <laughs> I saw let's see at least two or three of them in the Cabin Tavern on Lower Holly. Okay, it used to be the Beach House. I saw the San Francisco 49ers win their first one in the Beach House, uh-huh. which is now uh, across from Chase Bank in uh, downtown. Couple of them in Gus and Naps, uh, Troy Aikman and the Cowboys. Uh, I saw that one in Gus and Naps. Uh, two or three in the ranch room at the Horseshoe. Okay. Uh, the old Station Pub, which was the Diamond, which was the Shake Mill, which was the sidetrack that the which is now Fiamma Burger. Okay. One or two in the Flame, maybe right. one in the Holly Tavern. <laughs> I don't know. What I will say is this. Okay. Okay. All right. Real quick. Go ahead. The Super Bowl is is it's become something huge. It never was that big, but those great memories. I just say, you know, they always talk about the greatest coach, you know, Bill Bell. No, there's a reason why they call it the Lombardi Trophy. I treasure most of all those memories, those first two years, uh-huh. the first two Super Bowls with the Green Bay Packers and that incredible Packer sweep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. $15 at a time. <laughs> All right, John. Yep, and, and well, and being a Packer fan, those are special special games to me. I I didn't see them. I think the first Super Bowl I actually watched was the fourth one, I think. It was Kansas City and Minnesota, wasn't it? I think it was Kansas City, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Kansas and, City, uh and, um, and the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. And that was the that was the first one that I actually watched. I've gone back and I've uh I remember ESPN I think a few years ago they they rebroadcast most most of it cuz I don't think the whole game exists still but they they rebroadcast the the first Super Bowl and then they had interspersed it with some of the guys from the teams that are you know were, were they had them in a panel you know just in a in a in a talk you know situation they're all sitting around and and you know razzing each other and smack talking again you know years and years after the game but uh yeah. All right, John. I, I need to. I, I appreciate you calling. And uh, who are you going for this One year? Last thing, real, real quick. That that first Super Bowl. Of course, the first two were not called Super Bowls. Right. Right. But that that uh, uh, NFC, the NFL final there between Dallas and Green Bay. Oh yeah. That, the coldest game ever. Those men had frostbite. Serious frostbite. Uh huh. <laughs> from that ice bowl game <laughs> anyway later <laughs> all right thanks john quick break and we'll be back with more we got michael on the line and stephanie and we'll hopefully hear from you here on kgmi connects hello folks this is phil george i'm an elder lawn estate planning attorney here in bellingham and i would like to invite you to join me every saturday and sunday at 1 p.m right here on kgmi for the aging hour If you have questions about Medicare, Medicaid, long-term care costs, probates, wills, trusts, or anything else that has to do with aging, this is the radio show for you. Studies show that more than 70% of estate plans fail when families need them the most. Join us every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. and we can show you how to set your family up for success. 
The Mill at 7th, Linden's hidden jewel of a restaurant on Front Street. You'll find comfortable dining, top shelf service with consistently delicious food. If you haven't experienced The Mill, it's time to visit. Hi, I'm Linda, owner of The Mill at 7th. I want to invite you to come dine with us. Our staff and I have worked hard to create an atmosphere that provides you with a welcoming experience with fresh, enticing foods, cocktails, and a wonderfully unique selection of wines. Listen to what our customers have to say. CJ says, We love to eat here. Plan on spending some relaxing time in an environment that's warm and inviting. The staff is so sweet and the food is so yummy. Ashley says, The mill is one of my go-to dinner spots. The food and atmosphere are always exceptional and the service can't be beat. If you want an amazing appetizer, get the apple crostini. You won't be disappointed. Stop by the mill today for an exceptional date night experience. Group parties and catering options at the mill at 7th. Downtown Linden on Front Street under the windmill. The snow is dumping in the mountains and foothills, which means it's time to gear up for winter fun. When it comes to outdoor play in the wintertime, nobody beats Mount Baker Motorsports in Bellingham. They're your authorized Arctic Cat snowmobile and off-road dealer and have everything you need for your winter adventures. Mount Baker Motorsports offers an extensive parts and accessories department, apparel for the winter riding season, and a service team for all repairs and upgrades to your existing sleds. Are you working outside during the cold and snowy season? Mount Baker Motorsports has you covered. They have an extensive selection of ATVs and side-by-sides that can be fitted with snow plows, cabin enclosures, and heater systems to ensure that you can get the job done. Stop by and visit Mount Baker Motorsports today at the corner of Woburn and Iowa in Bellingham, or check them out online at mountmakermoto.com. Mount Baker Motorsports, Whatcom County's premier power sports dealer, featuring Arctic Cat, Kawasaki, KTM, CF Moto, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day. And for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry, with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. A few minutes left here on this Friday afternoon. Let's go to Stephanie and Anna Cordes. Oh, we lost Stephanie. Give us a call back, Stephanie, if you still want to comment. Let's go to Michael and Lyndon. Hi, Michael. Hey, Joe. Can you hear me okay? I can, yeah. Hey, before I respond to uh, John's comment here, um, I just want to respond to your comment on the border bill Okay. and make this comment. The border bill helped three people. Those three people were Ukraine, Israel, and the illegals that are trying to come into our country. Okay. You know what the bill did for Americans? Nothing. It just gave us the opportunity to fund and pay for all these things. Okay. That's the only thing it did for Americans. And so that's why the bill is dead on okay. arrival, because okay. it, it's not doing anything for our, our security whatsoever. But And then John said that, uh, you know, of course, I'm listening to Putin talking points. But actually, John, it wasn't Putin that told me about the biolabs in Ukraine. It was Victoria Newland that was testifying before Congress that revealed, yes, in fact, despite all the media telling us this was Russian disinformation, that we indeed did have biolabs in Ukraine. 
that were operational and doing some kind of, uh, you know, creepy bioweapon work like Dr. Fauci was doing in the Wuhan lab in China. And the reason they're doing that out of the United States is because it's illegal to do that kind of research in the United States. And then secondly, John, uh, you know, nobody's talking about Putin talking about denazifying Ukraine. Um, It was actually Zelensky himself who dragged a 92-year-old actual Nazi to the Canadian parliament where the obedient Democrat liberals gave him two standing ovations and more money for weapons of war. So it's, it's not Putin telling me anything. It's, you know, Zelensky himself who dragged the Nazi there, and we've seen it with our own eyes. The last thing... Zelensky dragged the Nazi there. I remember there was a person that the uh, the, the Canadian Parliament had, had noted, and then when the person's background became clear, then they backtracked from what they had said about that person. I don't remember the Zelensky uh, bringing him and, and lauding yeah, that's, him. That's who brought him there. He brought okay. him there to speak All to right. the parliament okay. to try to get them to, to give more money. So, you know, okay. it's like having a Nazi in Congress and then okay. everybody giving him a standing ovation. But right. that's who okay. you support. Okay. That's okay. who you support. But, uh, you know, John, also, we remember what John said before because you have it on the... So, I mean, you know, let me let me say this, though. I mean, what does Vladimir Putin, what does he care if there's Nazis just running rampant in Ukraine? I mean, I mean, I mean, does what what is that? I mean, why why does he have to invade and and basically destroy the country and slaughter civilians to denazify Ukraine? I mean, what um, I'm just I mean, saying that I'm not hearing this from Putin. I'm just seeing it with my own eyes. I'm just responding to John, you know, so I'm not listening to Putin. I'm just looking in my own eyes. And then John said that people, um, you know, did have to take the COVID shot or face consequences. He was fully in support of the unconstitutional lockdowns and mandates for people to have these shots forced on them, even though there was people that wanted their religious exemption respected. And that's the part about the Constitution and the freedom of their Bill of Rights that John always seems to forget, is that some people have religious beliefs that would make them exempt from having such a thing injected into their body. Well, Michael, John wants to respect the rights of people to transition from a man to a woman, but he doesn't want to, you know, respect the rights of a religious person, say, that doesn't want to inject something into their body. And I I wonder where he loses the, the distinction or the difference. Well, I think you people. have to. I think you have to acknowledge, though, that an employer can set whatever, pretty much whatever limit, you know, whatever conditions on employment on people within within the law. I mean, the law states, you know, you can't be discriminated against because of you know sex, uh, creed, all these things. But I, but the 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 employer, private, public, what have you, can say you have to do this to work here and they're not saying you know we're going to throw you in prison or we're going to do this or that they say you have if you want to work here you have to in this case be vaccinated it was just as simple as that it's an employer and i mean the the military does that all the time nobody seems to really complain about that i mean that's what they do as simple as that there was people that were being denied organ transplants there was people that were denied that they couldn't even go to the funeral of their parents Okay, there was people that couldn't even visit their mother in a in, in a nursing home. So these weren't just like some benign things that you like to make it sound. These were unconstitutional lockdowns and mandates that took the freedom away from many. They Americans. weren't, but they weren't. They weren't government mandated lockdowns. They weren't anything like that. These were private organizations that were saying you can't come in here if you pose a danger to our patients in this in this uh, nursing home. You can't. 
You can't come to work if you pay pose a potential danger to our workplace, which, I mean, many workplaces that were still open, which ours was one, we were on a daily basis, we were wondering what would happen if we had a major outbreak here because we were one of the businesses that had to stay open to just keep functioning, to stay so on we the were air. An essential worker is what it was because under the emergency well, nobody, powers that nobody the Democrats said, imposed, but, they locked people down. But you know, the thing, we couldn't travel without right. showing but, a vaccine passport. But now for a while. our That's business still true in New York. Okay, but if we had the virus come in here, we we talked about this daily, and so we did, we and we had. You know, came to the decision that people should be vaccinated if they're going to work here. If they're going to be in the station, then they're going to have to be vaccinated. And that's just what we decided. But our our employers decided, and we all just we all complied. None of us got sick or died or keeled over or had some horrible thing happen to us or our our psyches or whatever. The court, the court just ruled that even in the military, those people were had to be respected because none of the religious exemptions were being oh. authorized or processed. And these few okay. Marines that held out, they actually got awarded their back pay and they, you know, they kept it All real right. quiet. Okay. But these things by the courts have been ruled unconstitutional. And think about it this way, Joe, how yeah. can you expect somebody's right to want to transition from a man to a woman or some child can, you know, change their sex. But here's somebody, let's say they're a Jehovah's Witness, let's say they're a Muslim, whatever they are, they do not want to take this vaccine shot because it goes against their religious beliefs. Okay. How can you say that they have to? Well, they then they don't have to work there. I mean, I've heard this all the time. I mean, it's it's simply a matter of of an employer saying so this is a condition. Equally. No, they have that, to be treated differently. Okay. <laughs> the, no, when it comes I, I to a, when I know they're they're I, I they're human they're human beings. They they start out they're human beings. One, the transgender person, they won't get a shot. Okay, sorry, you can't work here. The uh, the whatever have you religion person, I won't get the shot. Okay, you can't work here. It it's an equal treatment. They're not being they're not being accepted because they're transgender and they won't get the shot. They're getting the same treatment. You're not going to get the shot. I don't care who you are. You can't work here. I mean, it's that's it is that simple. I mean, anyway, so you think the shot should be mandated for everybody. Is what no, you're saying? No, I'm saying it's up to the employer to make those decisions. Just like. I mean, an employer can say, "Hey, if you smoke pot in the last whatever uh, but a sixty days, will have less rights to employment you can't work or here. less rights to travel unless they do get vaccinated." Is what you're saying? To well, be clear, I guess does does someone have a right to employment? Is that you know you any place you walk in, do they have to hire you just because? Hey, I'm here. I mean, no, well, that's not how it works. Know, they I have to take well, okay, you know, race into consideration and, and gender preference oh, nowadays. Okay. Don't they? Well, we're kind of running out of time, but I, that's interesting conversation as it always is so with too. you, Michael. Let's get it started, Joe. Let's keep it going. I'll All right, we will. Done. We will on Monday. <laughs> we're running out of time here, but uh, uh, I mean, this is what I I, I enjoy about this is having these kinds of conversations because the the deeper you go, uh, you know, the the more you know. Or the more it makes you think and consider your positions. I mean, I consider my positions. I reconsider them all the time. I generally stick with them. But, I mean, I've heard stuff on this show that has made me stop and think. Well, what you know, what the heck? Why, why shouldn't I consider that? Well, <laughs> appreciate everybody. You too, Michael. And... Thanks for a great week of conversation, and we'll have another one next week starting on Monday at 4 o'clock. Whoever you're rooting for in the Super Bowl or if you couldn't care less.
Hope you have a great weekend and um, just be safe and try to look on the bright side if it suits you.